0: This is the Troll yeah. Patrol. Live. With Justin. Freaking. Welcome to the Troll Patrol. Live. It's a freaking Tuesday. I think. Yeah, it's a Tuesday. I had to verify. <laughs> I never fucking know. Apparently, I have multiple people in the chat that have just like photographic memories me on the other hand i i can't remember shit including what day it was what 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 i had for breakfast earlier today the answer is nothing because i usually don't have breakfast i'm not high enough for this shit not high enough to talk about matt walsh's new book that came out was on Tucker Carlson last night promoting it. I love making fun of Matt Walsh, the sweet baby gang. <laughs> he calls himself a sweet baby Matt Walsh when he when he's picking the banjo. What else are we gonna talk about tonight? Ah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about a couple different high profile trials that are going on. We've got some body camera footage that has been released in the Jesse Smollett trial that is currently ongoing. The personal pilot of Jeffrey Epstein testified today in the Gislaine Maxwell trial. Apparently dropped several names we're gonna we're gonna get to list. Nachos and and espresso does not sound like you have a very sustainable diet tones. Just saying. You need some veggies in there somewhere. I'm always bitching at sparkles. I'm like, please have some vegetables that I could have some of this spinach I made. And she's like, No, ooh, no spinach. No, it's good. I fried, it's fresh spinach that I fried up with some garlic and some butter and a little spritz of lemon juice. Mwah. Fantastic. Spinach is good shit. I make a fantastic spinach dip. That's why when Sparkles and I both had to poop on the freak show, not this past week, but two weeks ago. Both of us had to poop at the the same exact time. It's because we had, I'd made spinach dip and meatballs for dinner. So both of us had had a significant amount of spinach dip, which I never touched again after I had the issues. (laughs) I mean, we ate a good portion of it that night, but like it's like the, the, a third of it is still in my fridge that I'm like, oh, probably growing mold now oh my god just as i'm gonna flip it over you're gonna see stupid ass matt walsh's face children's book it's number one on amazon hours after launch because they're artificially bumping up the numbers it had like 27 reviews or some shit when i saw it this morning because for some reason just fucking facebook you know Daily Wire, Ben Shapiro, Matt Walsh, Michael Knowles, that whole gang. They are pumping so much money into their advertising on Facebook. I know everything that's going on because I see all their fucking posts because they're boosting them. This is big fucking business for Facebook. And apparently, business is good for the Daily Wire. They've been pushing their subscription service. They got Adam Carolla for a TV show. ...and put it behind a paywall, so apparently there's some suckers over there on the right buying their bullshit. Do people own sweet baby Matt Walsh fucking albums? Is that why I can't find Facebook dating? I feel like I've looked in the mobile app as well. (laughs) Let me on some Facebook dating. Cause Tinder don't work for me. I have the app on my phone just cause it's easier. I manage several pages and shit. When it, when I'm not fucking banned. I'm currently in Facebook jail again, which is something I bragged about. The day I bragged about, hey guys, if you notice, I haven't gotten sent to Facebook jail because I'm, tr- I'm trying to monetize this shit. I'm trying to get my monetization back on my on my Justin freaking Facebook page that I had at one point in time. <laughs> it's the dumbest fucking thing too. Still have it saved here. Here you go. This is the picture that got me put in Facebook gel.
1: I'm a medic
0: Those of you listening to the audio is a picture of Ralph in front of Kenosha, Wisconsin with a AKAR strapped around him. Dressed like Kyle Rittenhouse. I don't, I don't do any good on Tinder. Don't do any good on Plenty of Fish. You can get laid on Grinder, I mean, but like, you know, you get tired, and you like, dick is easy to come by. You just got dick, 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 dick all around you. If you want dick, you can get dick all day long. I want dick plus. Pussy plus. I want pussy plus other... other. I don't even know what I'm saying. Going off the rails again. I'm not high enough for this shit. What are we talking about? Elon Musk says SpaceX is almost bankrupt. Good... David Frum was on with Joe Scarborough earlier today, was defending the Russia Gate. People that watch this show know that I often ask, "What do people mean by Russia Gate exactly?" No fan of David Frum, but uh, Scarborough actually lays it out pretty well. We're gonna have an update on the Omicron variant. Ooh ooh ooh! for President Donald Trump's Chief of Staff at the time of the insurrection Mark Meadows is a full-lipping apparently he has already turned over documents to the January 6th committee a committee that judges seem to be poised to side with when it comes to subpoenaing 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 records from the National Archives. That case was being heard today. I did not hear a decision that maybe that comes down tonight. We're going to talk about Dr. Oz. JD Vance, the cat fight between Representatives Mace and Green. Unfortunately, tonight we gotta start off with fucking sad fucking news. So I'll hit the content warning. Another fucking day in America and another school shooting. This is from the New York Post TikTok video, so we're actually we're actually going to see the video here in a second. TikTok video shows Oxford High School students fleeing from shooter. I do believe they have a suspect in custody. Terrified students apparently hunkered down in a classroom during Tuesday's deadly shoot uh, school shooting in Michigan, then jumped out the window amid fears the gunman was impersonating a sheriff in the hallway, according to footage shared to social media. So this is the video. Yeah, it's safe to come now we're
2: not willing to take that
0: risk. Sheriff.
2: Sheriff, yeah. Sheriff's office. It's safe to come out. Yeah, it's safe to come out. Now
0: we're not willing to take that risk right now. I can't hear you. We're not taking that risk right now. Okay, well, come to the door and look at
3: my bag, bro. Yeah, bro. He said bro. He said bro. Red flag.
0: Red flag. Wolf, this is from the school shooting today in Oxford, Michigan. Wow. So the sheriff was knocking on the door telling them it was all clear. They did not believe the sheriff thought it was the school shooter and then took to the window oh. go <laughs> down you're fine A dozen or so frightened students seen on the clip inside the room are immediately skeptical of the supposed authority figure. The alleged gunman is an unidentified 15 year old sophomore at the school. It was apprehended five minutes after a flood of 911 calls were made to the school at 12.51 p.m. Deputies confronted him, he had a weapon on him, and they took him into custody. This is according to Oakland County Undersheriff Mike McCabe, adding that the suspect's motives were unknown. Oxford, Michigan is a town of 22,000 located between Detroit and Flint. It looks like a very nice school. This story did not give us the... total... I think it was like six... dead... several injured three killed six injured everything we know from Yahoo News three people killed and eight injured in a shooting Tuesday afternoon at Oxford High School in Oakland County roughly 45 minutes northwest of Detroit the suspect was taken into custody at the scene police believe about 15 to 20 shots were fired in the incident in the south end of the school McCabe cape said the school did everything right and had everyone take shelter oxford high school students told reporters of a chaotic scene in which a voice came over the intercom to announce an active shooter and they didn't know whether it was a drill Then teachers rushed to lock and barricade doors and cover rent windows students were in tears and texted loved ones more than 60 ambulances and an aviation unit were called to the scene. FBI agents were also present Tuesday afternoon. Three people were killed, a 16-year-old boy, a 14-year-old girl, and a 17-year-old girl. Police had originally reported six other people were injured but updated the number to eight. Tuesday evening, one is a teacher. They were all taken to a local hospital. As of Tuesday night, two were in surgery and six were in stable condition with gunshot wounds. Police took a 15-year-old sophomore from the village of Oxford into custody at the scene. The teen is said to have had a handgun when deputies, deputies deputy assigned to the school, and another deputy came upon him. He did not resist arrest. The teen was in class during the day, votes his right not to speak, and requested a lawyer. Was taken to Oakland County's Children Village, the county's juvenile detention facility. Officials were searching the suspect's home, and his parents have hired an attorney. Additionally, McCabe said officials know how the teen got the gun, but are not releasing that information. For the love of God, kids, shoot up drugs not schools I um, I wish I didn't have as many occasions to use that graphic as I do in this fucking hopefully the rest of the news isn't as God damn depressing Pretty depressing that a volcano However in Spain has been erupting Apparently for more than two months Destroyed some Two thousand buildings and has forced Thousands to flee from their homes Apparently it is uh, very active right now You are seeing a live shot Well, up until it started buffering there, you were looking at a live shot of Spain's Cumbre Veja volcano on the island of La Palma. It continues to erupt after more than two months, destroying some 2,000 buildings, forcing thousands to flee their homes since September. There you go. There is the live shot again. Very active volcano currently in Spain. Good Lord, YouTube, acting a fool tonight. No volcano for us. a republic for Barbados bidding farewell to the British monarchy in a ceremony that including honoring uh, Rihanna Barbados stopped pledging allegiance to Queen Elizabeth II on Tuesday as it shed another vestige of its colonial past. It became a republic for the first time in history. Several leaders, dignitaries and artists including Prince Charles and Riri attended the ceremony that began late Monday in a popular square where the statue of Britain's Lord Nelson was removed last year amid a worldwide push to erase symbols of oppression. You do indeed have some video of the ceremony from last night. Salute to Barbados! Hey, 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 Prince Charles said he was on board and he was all about this shit. I don't want to hear any complaining from the UK contingency in the chat calling Barbados pussies.
4: From the darkest days of our past and the appalling atrocity of slavery which forever stains our history, the people of this island forged their path with extraordinary fortitude.
0: Who gave you who gave you a right to complain? You ain't got no first amendment. Did they get a Rihanna concert?
4: Self-government and independence were your waypoints. Freedom, justice, and self-determination have been your guides.
0: Elected their first ever president last month. Oh, you're claiming it's one of those natural rights for you to complain. I see. I'm down with it. Let me me give you something else to complain about. Motherfucking Omicron's already spread all across the world. Now we have Brazil and Japan reporting their first cases of the variant. Brazil and Japan joined the rapidly widening circle of countries to report cases of the Omicron variant Tuesday, while new findings indicate the mutant coronavirus was already in Europe, close to a week before South Africa sounded the alarm. Might have been you fuckers over in the EU. warlord. Lord, I'm looking at you. I'm looking at you. Might have been you fuckers over the EU. For this new variant. Now, we don't know where it came from. It probably didn't even come from South Africa. But now we know that it was in Europe well, at least a week before South Africa reported it. The Netherlands Health Institute disclosed that patient samples dating from November 19th and November 23rd were found to contain the variant. It was on November 24th that the South African authorities reported the existence of the highly mutated virus to the World Health Organization. That indicates Omicron had a bigger head start in the Netherlands than previously believed. Together with cases in Japan and Brazil, the finding illustrates the difficulty in containing the virus in an age of jet travel and economic globalization. AP is starting to sound like the fucking right wing or some shit. The global elites! Much remains unknown about the new variant, including whether it is more contagious, as some health authorities suspect, whether it makes people more seriously ill, and whether it can thwart the vaccine. So far, it appears that cases are mild. However, it's going to take at least two or three weeks to compile the data. The pandemic has shown repeatedly that the virus travels quickly because of our globalized, interconnected world. This is according to Dr. Albert Koh, an infectious disease specialist at the Yale School of Public Health. Until the vaccination drive reaches every country, wink, wink, US, release the IP and let countries manufacture their own versions of the vaccine. We're going to be in this situation again and again, Dr. Koh says. Brazil, which has recorded a staggering total of more than 600,000 COVID-19 deaths, reported finding the variant in two travelers returning from South Africa, the first known Omicron cases Omicron cases in Latin America. The travelers were tested on November 25th, authorities said. I've probably said Omicron differently every fucking time I've said it. I'm not high enough for this shit. I'm definitely not high enough to listen to Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, who testified in front of the Senate today.
1: Chairman Brown, ranking member to me, members of the committee. This
0: is Secretary Yellen on the economic recovery here in the November U.S. it
1: has been a very significant month for our economy, and Congress is a large part of the reason why. Our economy has needed updated roads, ports, and broadband networks for many years now. And I'm grateful that on the night of November 5th, members of both parties came together to pass the largest infrastructure package in American history. November remember, 5th turned remember out a particularly day. Because earlier that morning- A consequential day, she says! jobs report. 531,000 jobs added. It's never wise to make too much of one piece of economic data, but in this case it was in addition to a mounting body of evidence that points to a clear conclusion. Our economic recovery is on track. We're averaging half a million new jobs per month since January, and GDP now exceeds its pre-pandemic levels. Our unemployment rate is at its lowest level since the start of the pandemic and our economy is on pace to reach full employment 2 years faster than the congressional budget office had estimated of course the progress of our economy of our economic recovery can't be separated from our progress against the pandemic and i know that we're all following which is
0: apparently getting ready to ramp up again secretary, secretary yellen As the said yesterday we are still waiting. No thanks, thanks to your people. economic policy.
1: What true is that our best protection against the virus is the vaccine. People should get vaccinated and boosted.
0: At this point, i our recovery remains
1: strong and is even quite remarkable when put in context. We should not forget that last winter there was a risk that our economy was going to slip into a prolonged recession. And there is an alternative reality where, right now, millions more people cannot find a job or are losing the roofs over their heads. It's clear that what has separated us from that counterfactual are the bold relief measures Congress has enacted during the crisis, the CARES Act,
0: As she mentions people losing the roof over their head. I really wanted to spotlight a story about how rental assistance programs all over the country are running out of money. This is what we're now like three months removed away from the eviction moratorium expiring. The Consolidated
1: Appropriations Act. And the American. She's
0: race. correct if you're measuring. It's not just the passage of these laws. How well business is doing and GDP growth and, like. Treasury that's and reason to be optimistic, but, like. A large uh, portion of not, not factoring in all the human suffering in this.
1: And under those bills. During our last quarterly hearing, I spoke extensively about the state and local relief program, but I wanted to to update you on some other measures. First, the American Rescue Plan's expanded child tax credit has been sent out every month since July, putting about $77 billion in the pockets of families of more than 61 million children. Families are using these funds for essential needs, like food. And in fact, according to the Census Bureau, A program
0: that should be expanded,
1: that
0: will apparently run out in just mere days. I think they're set to give their last payment ever in the program on December 15th.
1: Meanwhile, the emergency rental assistance program has significantly expanded, providing much-needed assistance to over 2 million households.
0: Well, as I said, two million households is minuscule.
1: This month we also released guidelines for the 10 billion.
0: Absolutely. Two million people? That's all you have provided rental assistance to? And I'm seeing stories of rental assistance running out across the country.
1: Grow and create. As consequential as November was, December promises to be more so. There are two. I don't think so. Congress. It could send our economy in very different directions. The first is the debt limit. I cannot overstate how critical it is that Congress address this issue. America must pay its bills on time and in full. If we do not, we will eviscerate our current recovery.
0: That is December no 15th. Ways,
1: the majority of Americans would suffer financial pain as critical payments like social security checks and military paychecks would not reach their bank accounts. Facing
0: a government like shutdown this week.
1: The second action involves the Build Back Better agenda. I applaud the House for passing the bill, and I'm hopeful that the Senate will soon follow. Build Back Better is the right economic decision for many reasons. It will, for example, end the child care crisis in this country, letting parents return to work. These investments we expect will lead to a GDP increase over the long term without increasing the national debt or deficit. I
0: feel like if Yellen is on board
1: and
0: pushing for that legislation, it's going to eventually pass. I don't know if... Thanks Humor's out of his fucking mind trying America to recover
1: from this pandemic.
0: Get it through now before Christmas. Bill,
1: we have the chance to ensure America thrives in a post-pandemic world. With that, I'm happy to take your questions.
0: Because it really seems like Joe Manchin is still wanting to hold it the fuck up. So it was a double whammy of financial heads testifying in front of the Senate today. I think this is from the Senate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is Fed Chairman Jerome Powell. And after this, we're going to hear from Senator Lady Kennedy.
5: Thank you, Chairman Brown, Ranking Member Toomey, and other members of the committee for the opportunity to testify today. The economy has continued to strengthen. The rise in Delta variant cases temporarily slowed progress this past summer, restraining previously rapid growth in household and business spending, intensifying supply chain disruptions, and in some cases, keeping people from returning to work or looking for a job. Fiscal and monetary policy and the healthy financial positions of households and businesses continue to support aggregate demand. Recent data suggests that the post-September decline in cases corresponded to a pickup in economic growth, and GDP appears on track to grow about 5% in 2021, the fastest pace in many years. As with overall economic activity, conditions in the labor market have continued to improve. The Delta variant contributed to slower job growth this summer as factors related to the pandemic, such as caregiving needs and fears of the virus, kept some people out of the labor force, despite strong demand for workers. Nonetheless, October saw job growth...
0: I, I, I take issue with this strong demand because I'm hearing a lot of people saying they're applying all kinds of places, they're not getting any calls back I've done the same myself now, I'm being incredibly picky, but still, I haven't had a lot of calls back, like, yesterday, I did answer my phone, and, um, it was the same area code as my, because my phone is not the same area code as I'm sitting in right now, I've had the same phone number for years and years and years, through several moves, so, like, it's the same area code as my phone is in, which is usually what, like, telemarketers do and shit. I was expecting a robot. I just happened to have my phone in my hand. It started ringing. Don't usually do this. And I just like, I'm like, I'm going to fuck with him because I'm a troll. And I'm banned on Facebook right now. So I haven't got a chance to troll. So I answered the call. I answered the phone and I was like, what the fuck do you want? And they said their name. And was like, I would like to speak with Justin Mullins. Like, I don't fucking know him. Click. Click have no clue who it was maybe they were calling to offer me a job i don't know i don't really care i've heard yeah i've heard a lot i'm in several uh, employment groups a lot of people are getting lowballed they're advertising 15 17 18 dollars an hour you come in they're wanting to pay you 12 fuck all the way off But I don't, I don't know that they're as hard up for workers as it seems. I think it's a narrative they're wanting to push. Yeah, sure. I'm sure fast food is having a hard time, but they have a high turnover. They have a high churn anyway. Fuck all the way off. The Honorable Jerome H. Powell. Freshly reappointed by... President Joe Biden,
5: 531,000 and the unemployment. Reminder, rate,
0: this is Trump's pick for Federal Reserve a Chair. Rebound
5: in the pace of labor market improvement. There is still ground to cover to reach maximum employment for both employment and labor force participation, and we expect progress to continue. The economic downturn has not fallen equally, and those least able to shoulder the burden have been the hardest hit. In particular, despite progress, joblessness continues to fall disproportionately on African Americans and Hispanics. No shit, Sherlock. Pandemic-related supply and demand imbalances have contributed to notable price increases in some areas. Supply chain problems have made it difficult for producers to meet strong demand, particularly for goods. Increases in energy prices and rents are also pushing inflation upward. As a result, overall inflation is running well above our 2 percent longer-run goal, with the PCE price index up 5 percent over the 12 months ending in October. Most forecasters, including at the Fed, continue to expect that inflation will move I, Yeah, I
0: was, I was going to mention that. There are a couple of states Spion that are pushing to ease minor labor laws in order to, and to
5: predict the persistence and effects of supply constraints. As 14- and 15-year-olds working. Pushing inflation upward will linger well into next year. In addition, with the rapid improvement in the labor market, slack is diminishing and wages are rising at a brisk pace. We understand that high inflation imposes significant burdens, especially on those less able to meet the higher costs of essentials like food, housing, and transportation. We are committed to our price stability goal. We will use our tools both to support the economy. Well, I, can, I can tell you how to fix inflation. To prevent higher inflation from becoming entrenched. I can
0: tell you how to fix inflation. The recent rising COVID nineteen. Really,
5: fucking easy. It's the so fucking the easy. Omicron variant. Pose downside risks to the employment and economic...
0: Tax rate. rich people and corporations.
5: corporations. Tax, Tax them
0: at incredibly high rate. rates.
5: And intensify supply chain disruptions. You
0: will fix inflation. We
5: understand that our actions affect communities, families, and businesses across the country. Everything we do is in service to our public mission. At the-
0: Tax rich people and take money out of circulation. There's a a lot of right-wingers, especially libertarians, pushing the notion, and it's true, that like 40% of all the currency in circulation right now has been created like during the pandemic. And that's, that's about right, yes. So the way you fix that is to tax rich people. I just like I I have to I have to drill it into, into people's heads. They don't understand. Like the 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 financial pie is finite. There's only so many pieces of the pie to go around. You let Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos and the 700 billionaires that exist in this country take more of the pie. The economy comes to a screeching halt or the Fed's got to print money, which then devalues the currency, causing inflation to run away. Tax rich people. You can take money out of circulation. Pay off the fucking debt. Go for it. As if if the Republican Party is ever going to do anything of the sort. It has only been both Democrats in my lifetime have cut the deficit with Bill Clinton being the only one to balance the fucking budget. The only politician like almost a fucking century to balance the budget has been a Democrat. So fuck all the way off. I've been saying that a lot tonight. Here's somebody that probably should fuck all the way off. Senator old lady Kennedy. Senator Kennedy uh, had a zinger for Fed Chairman Powell.
6: I realize that uh, no one is clairvoyant, but uh, <clears throat> I think it's fair to say that the, uh, the experts who have been advising you about the future rate of inflation have... Uh, Pretty much the same credibility of those, as those uh, late-night psychic hotlines you see on TV.
0: Oh, snap! Um, oh!
6: considering
0: Increasing. He was so proud of himself. We, it's, it's
6: ravaging our people.
5: So I think what we missed about inflation was the so we didn't predict the uh, the supply side problems and those are highly unusual and very difficult, very nonlinear, uh, and it's it's really hard to predict those things. But that's really what we. Missed.
0: I, I don't know how you couldn't fucking see supply well, side sure. problems. You ask about the. You didn't vaccinate and, the rest uh, of the
5: world. So, yes, um, as I mentioned earlier, when come, since the last meeting, we've seen. Um, Basically, elevated in- inflation pressures. We've seen very strong labor market data without any improvement in labor supply.
0: Like Ronald Reagan's official so advisor, I, it was Nancy Reagan's advisor, and wasn't it? You just said Reagan.
5: Does increase accommodation? Um, we now look at an economy that I think,
0: very like small. like it was Nancy it's Reagan's pressures advisor. that are high and I, advisor.
5: That, that means it's appropriate, I think, for us to discuss. And it then
0: meeting, which is Ronnie boy.
5: Uh, whether it will be appropriate to Oh, they both far. took the
0: calls. Oh, okay. A
5: few months earlier as I may.
0: Cuz I think I'd watched the uh there's like a, a like a a, a mini a, a serial doc or something like the Reagans. And I think I'd watched that and I'd saw that she pushed for the the psychic As mentioned earlier, former Trump Chief of Staff Mark Meadows now cooperating with the January 6th Select Committee. So excited I can't talk. Is the saga again? It's been a while since I watched it. Remember, I have fucking no memory. It's a blessing and a curse. Like, I'll go back and watch movies I've seen again and, like, we watched Spider-Man Homecoming. I'd watched Spider-Man Homecoming before. The only thing I remembered was the the twist with Michael Keating a- answering the door and the reveal, you know, of him as like, his date's father. That's the only thing I remembered from that movie. I even asked, like, I was talking to Sparkle's kid about it. And I was like, is that Spider-Man in the MCU? Remember, I've watched this movie. Tony Stark is all over that goddamn movie. And, like, I'm asking Sparkle's kid about something that I should know from a movie I've watched. I can't remember. I play video games again? Like, if I, I give a couple years on a video game. I'll go back and play it again. Fucking, like, a fresh fucking game. Don't remember shit about it. my mind I don't know I don't know if it's I, like I shouldn't blame it on the pot I'm probably just spacey sorry got off topic there in a reversal former Trump chief of staff Mark Meadows has decided to flip and to cooperate the January 6th Select Committee the chairman of the committee said Meadows has been engaging with the panel apparently he's already turned over documents. Meadows, who served as former President Donald Trump's last chief of staff and was involved in efforts to challenge the 2020 election results, is now cooperating with the House Select Committee investigating the January 6th Capitol attack. Representative Benny Thompson, the chairman of the panel, said in a statement that Meadows has been engaging with the panel through his lawyer providing records to the committee and will soon appear for an initial deposition. Meadows was subpoenaed by the committee in late September for records and testimony regarding his and Trump's activities before and during the Capitol riot. The lawyer initially said Meadows wouldn't cooperate with the committee because of Trump's plans to assert executive privilege, an argument dismissed by the committee, whose members will vote this week to hold former DOJ official Jeffrey Clark in contempt of Congress for ignoring the panel's subpoenas. That vote is supposed to take place tomorrow. Meanwhile, as I said, I tried to find an answer to this before I hit the go live button, but apparently the appeals court had not ruled as of, you know, an hour or so ago. Appeals court judges are poised to reject Trump's effort to withhold January sixth documents. The foreign president's lawsuit to shield his White House records came under scrutiny in court on Tuesday. The three federal appellate judges appear likely to reject Donald Trump's effort to block the January 6th investigators from obtaining his White House records, a big potential boost for lawmakers hoping to reveal the former president's actions as a mob of his supporters attacked the Capitol. We have one president at a time under our Constitution, said Patricia Millett, one of the three judges on the D.C. Circuit panel that heard arguments on Tuesday in the high-profile fight. That incumbent president has made the judgment and is best positioned, as the Supreme Court has told us, to make that call as to the interests of the executive branch. As they question Trump's lawyers, the judges repeatedly express skepticism that a former president could override a decision by the sitting president, in this case Joe Biden, to release documents to Congress, particularly when the incumbent has decided it's in the national interest to release records to investigators." During the three-and-a-half-hour argument session on Tuesday, Millette and fellow judges Robert Wilkins and Kajincha, Brown, Jackson, all Democratic appointees to the appeals court, underscored deep concerns about allowing a former president to intervene in delicate negotiations between the sitting president and Congress. The three judges, Jackson, Biden's only appointee to the D.C. Circuit, seemed most uh, amenable to the current administration's position. At times, she said it would raise separation of powers concerns for the court to second-guess Biden's judgment. Wilkins and Millette, both appointees of President Barack Obama, seemed more receptive to some of Trump's arguments, although neither seemed inclined to rule in his favor. Oh warlord. You want to talk about the Supreme Court and abortion. Supreme Court's decision in abortion case will affect dozens of states beyond Mississippi. Dr. Deshawn Taylor considers herself fortunate to have spent a career working in states where the laws governing abortion are relatively straightforward, but the owner of Desert Star Family Planning Clinic in Arizona, knows the drama unfolding at the Supreme Court over Mississippi's ban on most abortions after 15 weeks of pregnancy could have immediate consequences for her practice as well. The court's current composition, I am very concerned, said Taylor and OBGYN, noting that six noting the 6-3 conservative advantage on the High Court. Abortion would be outlawed in Arizona if we lost Roe v. Wade, and I don't think people understand that. Supreme Court will hear arguments on Wednesday in a major challenge to Mississippi's 15-week ban. The Justice's decision could quickly involve other conservative states that have approved abortion bans in anticipation of a ruling. Nine states, including Alabama, Arizona, Wisconsin, and West Virginia, put abortion bans in place before the Supreme Court established a constitutional right to the procedure in its Roe v. Wade decision in 1973. According to the Guttmacher Institute, a research group that supports abortion rights, an additional eight states, including Idaho, Kentucky, and Tennessee, approved trigger bans to criminalize the procedure if the court overturns Roe. Four states, Arkansas, Mississippi, Oklahoma, and Texas, have both a pre-Roe ban and a trigger ban on the books, according to Guttmacher. Exactly how and when those laws would take effect varies by state and will depend a great deal on how the Supreme Court rules. A decision to uphold Mississippi's 15-week ban but to leave in place the constitutional right to abortion, for instance, would almost certainly create confusion, a flood of lawsuits and legislation, experts say. Now, that is my pick for exactly how they'll rule. To allow Mississippi's law to stand, but not strike down Roe v. Wade altogether. They're going to keep chipping away at it. So that they can say they didn't actually outlaw Roe v. Wade. Reject precedent. Precedent. All right, let's get into the drama on the Hill. This time between Republicans. Representative
3: Nancy Mace shot back at Representative.
0: I'll do it. I'll read it. I'm better than you. Good Lord, there's a lot of ads. Fuck you, the Hill. Representative Nancy Mace shot back at Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene on Tuesday after Greene called her trash. Responding by using emojis to call her fellow first-term Republican congresswoman batshit crazy is what the tweet looked like. I mean, that's a pretty apt description of Marjorie Taylor Greene. You can see that Green said, Mace, you can back up off of at Lauren Bobert, or just go hang with your uh, real gal pals, the Jihad Squad. You're misspelled, by the way. It's the possessive "your," not the contraction you are. You're out of your leagues. You got that one right. And Mace responded with, this is what batshit crazy looks like. With emojis, not not actually the words, if you're listening to the audio of the show. Green later tweeted, just had a great conversation with President Trump about Nancy Mace. I absolutely love President Trump. He's our leader. Might as well, like, fucking be doing some Nazi saluting there. Representative Green. Representative Mace responded back with, I like my freshman colleagues who don't think 9-11 was a hoax. This one, on the uh, on the other hand, totally peanuts. When asked about the feud between Mace and Green, Representative Elise Stefanik. The chairwoman of the House Republican conference appeared to try to divert attention away from the Twitter spat. We are unified on the issues that matter to the American people on making sure that we're reining in our spending to tackle inflation on investing in border security. The uh, The issues that people care about are not the Twitter infighting. They care about issues that impact their daily lives. And that's what Republicans are focused on. <laughs> Right wingers are morons here from another one. This is the author of Hillbilly Elegy, JD Vance, who is running for Senate in Ohio. What, 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 where's the? You're getting clips from his appearance on... Oh, this is, this is uh, an Ohio GOP Senate forum.
6: Now, the other thing is that Republicans were so, as a party, we are so dumb on this stuff. I mean, look, the, I mean our elites, I mean our, our Republican leaders... We gave the Democrats a bipartisan flag to wave around Washington, D.C. that they're going to use to spend more money. Now, what should we be doing? Right now, we have a Biden administration that's forcing a vaccine mandate down people's throats. At the same time, we have a debt limit coming up. Instead of giving them a, a bipartisan flag to wave, we should shut down the government until the vaccine mandate ends. We have got to stop playing this game where we can...
0: Shut down the government
6: outplayed and so long as we keep sending people to Washington to get outplayed by the Democrats we're going to keep losing our country.
0: Thank you. Mr. How in the fucking, how are, how are they getting outplayed by the Democrats? (laughs) Some of the responses dunking on him are hilarious. I mean this was tweeted out from J.D. Vance for U.S. Senate Press. By midnight on Friday, Congress must fund the federal government and possibly address a looming debt default to avoid a government shutdown. Democratic leaders are attempting to juggle several objectives in the coming days, namely passing the uh, $1.75 Build Back Better Act, approving the National Defense Authorization Act, and raising or suspending the debt ceiling. Speaking of dumbass fucking Senate candidates... Dr. Oz announces Senate bid to his millions of followers. The celebrity television doctor will run in one of the nation's most important races. It's official. Dr. Oz is running for Senate in Pennsylvania. The celebrity TV doctor made the announcement on Tuesday rolling out a video he uh, shared with his millions of followers. Let's watch the video.
7: My parents came to America to find a better life,
0: and they did. This it. is this is Doctor uh, Metmet Metmet Oz. I'm sorry, I fucked his name up. I shouldn't. I shouldn't have tried to say it.
7: I attended great universities, raised a family, and became a successful surgeon. I invented a heart valve that saves thousands of lives. Then I started a TV show to advocate for you taking control of your health and took on the medical establishment to argue against costly drugs and skyrocketing medical bills.
0: But COVID has... That show? His show? His show aired on the like, the last TV station I worked at. It aired on that TV station. It is batshit crazy! His show is batshit crazy. Dr. Oz is a fucking uh, grifter. We lost too many lives, too many
7: jobs, and too many opportunities because Washington got it wrong they took away our freedom without making us safer and tried to kill our spirit and our dignity as a heart surgeon i know how precious life is pennsylvania needs a conservative who will put america first one who can reignite our device wow fight for freedom and tell it like it is that's why i'm running for senate i'm dr oz and i approve this message
0: Well, that's, uh, that's some shit. So that ad you just watched is set to begin airing on television on Friday. It takes aim at the government's response to COVID, the topic Oz has spoken about in interviews over the course of the pandemic. Senator Pat Toomey's retirement in Pennsylvania makes the open seat crucial for Republicans to defend in 2022 as they seek to take back the Senate majority. One challenge that has already service for Oz, Republicans are questioning whether and for how long he has been a resident of Pennsylvania. A famously, uh, 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 we're going to have to, we're going to have to, uh, verify our instinct. Parochial. Parochial parochial state I guess as long as we're looking it up we should get a definition relating to a church or parish having a limited or narrow, a narrow outlook or scope parochial so he they're questioning how long he's been a resident of Pennsylvania a famously parochial state. According to his campaign, Oz has lived in Pennsylvania since December of 2020, renting a home in Bryn, I have no fucking clue. Must be a town in Pennsylvania, Bryn, Athen, owned by his wife's family. He attended the University of Pennsylvania for both medical and business school. Oz was previously a decades-long resident of New Jersey, where he voted in October of 2020. He registered to vote in Pennsylvania soon after. In advance of his launch, Oz made calls to top Republicans in Pennsylvania. One Republican who spoke to Oz in the last week said the celebrity doctor sought to tamp down concerns that he doesn't live in the state tried to make a case for why he's a resident of Pennsylvania the person said and that he's been traveling around the state for the last couple of years I haven't heard that listening to people and seeing what the issues are end quote the person also said that Oz pitched himself as a conservative Republican and did not discuss Trump though notably said America First in the ad a notable omission in a party controlled by the former president Speaking of grifters. Talk about Ted Cruz. That's all they've got. That's all the party has. The same old fucking bullshit. And to try to make a fucking enemy out of who the fuck ever. In this case, it's Dr. Fauci. So, Rafael Cruz here is going to... Say some dumb shit about Dr. Fauci during his appearance on Hannity.
3: I asked the Attorney General Merrick Garland if he's going to investigate and and prosecute
0: Dr. Fauci for lying. Right, this, is from, this is from a few nights ago. We, we listened to Fauci's Fauci response. Do? He
3: didn't discuss any of the substance. Instead, he just attacked and engaged in ad hominem attacks. He basically did the...
0: Ted Cruz accusing people of ad hominem attacks. No, he just asked where you were on January the sixth. I'm sorry, this is Unless he just unless he just say the same thing. He just posted this ten hours ago. I don't they repost fucking clips all the time. I don't actually know when he was on Hannity. Beavis and butthead defense. He just
3: screamed liars at everything. But, you know, facts are stubborn things, Sean. And so here are the simple facts that Fauci needs to explain and that the Department of Justice should investigate.
0: Well, do let us know, Ted.
3: Fauci testified before a Senate committee that, quote, the NIH has not ever and does not now fund gain-of-function research in the Wuhan Institute of Virology. That's a clear categorical statement. But then on October 20th, the NIH wrote, that they funded an experiment at the Wuhan lab testing, quote, if spike proteins from naturally occurring...
0: It uh, didn't fit their technical definition of gain-of-function. It was some fudging.
3: ...to the human ACE2 receptor in a mouse model. That is gain-of-function research. That is taking an existing virus and modifying it to make it more dangerous to humans and and...
0: I just like I don't trust Ted Cruz to know what the fuck he's talking about. I don't know what the fuck
3: gain of function bullshit is. Lying to Congress, the statements from Dr. Fauci and the NI- Ted
0: Cruz doesn't know either, and his faux outrage annoys me.
3: is a talented journalist. But she dropped the ball in not following up, letting him just respond with insults instead of asking him the simple question. You stated that we don't fund gain-of-function research. The NIH stated we do fund gain-of-function
0: research. They did not say that. True. They did. I, we true. covered how the right wing took a victory lap the day that. they released that letter, which did not say what they said is, it said.
3: There is a lot of circumstantial evidence to su- suggest that the U.S. government participated in funding research modifying coronaviruses that could well have led to COVID-19. And if that's true, that is stunning and indefensible. We know the Chinese government has enormous culpability, but there's a real possibility the American government under Dr. Fauci does as well. And that's what he doesn't want to address.
0: You, sir, do not want to address your whereabouts during the ...healings by the Zodiac Killer. CNN has been forced to address the... ...ongoing scandal surrounding one of his anchors. Apparently there's new information. Chris Cuomo has been suspended indefinitely. I pulled up the TMZ article for this story because... Who knows about fucking gossip better than TMZ? Chris Cuomo will be off the air for the foreseeable future on CNN's airwaves. The cable news network just suspended the guy. All over his efforts to protect his brother. The question, does Chris survive at uh, survive this at CNN? CNN just announced they're benching Chris indefinitely over newly released evidence put out by the New York Attorney General's office which shows purported texts Chris sent to people on Andrew Cuomo's team in the middle of his sexual harassment scandal. They say the new transcripts and exhibits that were dumped on Monday shed new light on Chris Cuomo's involvement in his brother's defense. The documents, which were not privy to before their public release, raise serious questions. CNN goes on to add that Chris told them he admitted he'd offered advice to his brother's staff, breaking their rules, which the network acknowledged publicly some time ago. A network rep says they understood where he was coming from at the time, but in light of this, they say, "...these documents point to a greater level of involvement than we previously knew, and as a result he's suspended pending a further evaluation." Chris was revealed to have texted about specific accusers, including Anna Rutsch, who accused Andrew of kissing her at a wedding. Chris Cuomo allegedly wrote to a staffer of Andrew's, I have lead on the wedding girl, which implies he was looking into her. The New York AG docs also suggest Chris was reaching out to his mini industry sources to get recon on who else be coming forward with allegations against his brother. As you know, Governor Cuomo ultimately resigned from his post, maintaining he never purposely did anything inappropriate. However, he has since been embroiled legally, as well as now facing criminal charges over some of the claims against him. Oh, good. Good on CNN. They probably should have done that a long time ago. Now to MSNBC defending the whole Russiagate thing.
4: Let's bring in the staff.
0: Once again, I don't even know what fucking people are talking about when they say Russiagate. Multiple times here on this show I've said, you know, I have the Mueller report, the Senate Intelligence Committee report. I can tell you what they say. Scarborough is going to cite the Senate Intelligence Committee report during this piece. This is David Frum, depend, uh, defending their reporting on RussiaGate. This was on Morning Joe.
4: Writer at the Atlantic, David Frum, his latest article is entitled "It wasn't a hoax." People with scant illusions about Trump are volunteering to help him execute one of his big lies. David, in your article, you write in part: "The steel." Now, I'm
0: not saying perhaps, maybe there's a critique to be made of the media. I don't even fucking know because I don't pay attention to cable news, especially when we're talking about. Before I did this show, I paid zero attention to what was going on on cable news. So that that would have been at the heart of the Russia Gate so-called Russiagate thing in 2017-2018, I have no idea what was going on. Is there a critique that they over-blew over it? They do that with everything. They sensationalize everything. The critique ultimately comes down to capitalism and, and and fear porn as cable news consumption. But was there something going on between people and Paul Manafort Specifically, Steve Bannon specifically being associated with Russia. Yes, yes, it's obvious.
4: Undertook David
0: Frum is incredibly what fucking is dumb. What's
4: going on with Trump and Russia? It was to silence that question that the outgoing Trump administration appointed a special counsel of its own to investigate its investigators. John Durham has now issued three indictments.
0: I mean, he's he's right about this, though. I will agree with him on on
4: this. None of these indictments vindicates Trump's claims in any way. It remains fact. ...that Russian hackers and spies helped his campaign. It remains fact that the Trump campaign welcomed the help. It remains fact that Trump and those around him lied and lied and lied again about their connections to Russia. Anti-anti-Trump journalists... And I mean, we're, we're fucking Manafort, specifically. ...of politicians and media institutions that they dislike... But if you choose as a journalist or a consumer of journalism to focus on smaller issues, you need to retain your perspective about what is bigger and what is smaller. So by all means, follow the trail on steel. Be alert to how the twists of the trail block your view of the surrounding landscape. Otherwise, you may discover too late that you have also been misdirected and misled. And that in setting out to explore a small truth, you have become a participant in the selling of a. Great-
0: how, how is this show popular? Joe
4: also seems like how democracy dies. <laughs>
0: well, David,
6: uh, it's so fascinating that that uh, everybody uh, that is a Trump apologist or um, the anti anti Trumpers uh, are using the still dossier to conflate everything uh, involving Russia say it was all a hoax and unfortunately this is even coming from people who I read regularly and respect like Andrew Sullivan who is now suggesting that's
0: my problem is they just throw out the term Russiagate out, and Russian hoax Russian I have, hoax. I have no clue what they're
6: talking about it completely obliterates everything Donald Trump and his campaign did during the uh, 2016 campaign that, which by the way the Republican Intel Committee uh, uh, took apart bit by bit and and considered it a threat to america
0: and Am my when andrew sullivan is that the is that the log cabin republican dude that used to go on bill maher all the time
2: about what was wrong so there are people and as you said many of them are people who have done stalwart work um, in exposing many of other donald trump's other attacks on democracy but where it's now been sort of normalized well of course um, the russians spied on the Hillary Clinton campaign and Democratic activists in, tw- in, tw- in the years up to 2016, dumped all... I wish I was
0: doing the Troll Patrol in 2016.
2: Um, we know all of that. That has all been established, as you say, by the Senate
0: Intelligence Maybe I don't. That wasn't a fun time. That's not a big deal. Unless... As if, as if this had been a fun time to do a show during a pandemic. Show that, they had, um, ...that they had
2: a, a handshake deal. Uh, well, there was a handshake deal over Trump Towers in, in Moscow. But unless, unless you've got... The, the signature in blood. I'm
0: not high enough for this don't shit. Have anything? How uh, like are people getting up and getting fucking high during Morning Joe? Because how else can you, you watch this shit? American history, and there is now a project of retrospective denial that
2: is coming from people who want to score points off Hillary Clinton and and, well, yeah, and media institutions and, 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 I, and for exactly, their own reasons. David.
6: And they want to attack media institutions. And so
2: that's why well, I
0: wish Hillary Clinton had just gone away. Her going away would have been best for the I country. On, but I just
6: just for people at home that have been reading this anti-anti-Trump disinformation. I just want to read from Marco Rubio's Senate Intel Committee report. Just a couple of things here. I'm going to start with something I have, and then we'll put up a full screen. Um, Taken as a whole, Manafort's high-level access and willingness to share information with individuals closely affiliated with the Russian intelligence services uh, represented a grave counterintelligence Threat. That's the Republican Senate Russian. Intel Committee.
0: I Ch- mean, fucking Manafort was doing all kinds Manafort's of shady shit uh, over in the, on the Ukraine on behalf of Russia. And the back
6: and forth uh, with, with individuals closely affiliated with Russian intelligence services represented a, quote, grave intelligence threat to the United States of America. Here's some more light reading. The committee found that Russian President Vladimir Putin ordered Russian effort to hack computer networks and accounts affiliated with the Democratic Party and leak information, damaging to Hillary Clinton and her campaign for president. So said the Republican Senate Intel Committee. Moscow's intent was to harm the Clinton campaign, tarnish an expected Clinton presidential administration. So
0: said Trump's Joseph
6: campaign after Trump became the presumptive Republican nominee and undermine the U.S. Democratic process so said Marco Rubio 's Senate Intel committee run by Republicans on uh, on the the man who kicked off the federal investigation into the 2016 Trump campaign by the way not Steele but the man who actually kicked it off the committee found that uh, Papadopoulos likely learned about the Russian active measures campaign as early as April 2016 from a Maltese academic with longstanding Russian ties, well before any public awareness of the Russian effort. The committee also found, the Republican committee also found, uh, Papadopoulos communicated the information that he learned to at least two separate foreign governments. The committee could not determine if Papadopoulos informed anyone of the Trump campaign of the information, though the committee finds it implausible that Topless did not do so. Enough-
0: Apparently, he just talked to fucking everybody.
6: That meeting with Russian, uh, Russians offering dirt on Hillary Clinton... This is what the Intel Committee, the Republican Intel Committee with Marco Rubio as the chairman wrote. The committee assesses that at least two participants in the June 9th, 2016 meeting have significant connections to the Russian government, including the Russian intelligence services. And on Russia and the Trump campaign's participations with WikiLeaks, Trump and senior campaign officials sought to obtain advance information about WikiLeaks' planned releases through Roger Stone at their direction. Stone took action to gain inside knowledge for the campaign and shared the purported knowledge directly with Trump and senior campaign
0: officials. On- it's always Roger Stone. Every shitty thing that has happened in this country. The Trump campaign- like the last fucking 40 years. Of the
6: Hack and Leak campaign to Russia. There's a Roger Stone behind it. As to whether it was WikiLeaks and they were furthering a Russian election interference effort. So say it. The Republican.
0: What a goopy looking bitch, too.
6: Committee report on Russian
0: threats. Was I talking about Trump? Was I talking about Stone? I Take your pick. Aristotle.
6: <laughs> Anybody suggesting that this Russia thing? was a the hoax. They're just spreading horse shit. That's all they're doing. Yeah. I, I want to re, re, rewind the
2: tape. Of did
0: Aristotle speak on the Russian <laughs> hoax?
2: Grave counterintelligence threat. You put the emphasis on grave. but the, the emphasis also needs to be on the word counterintelligence. Because one of the things that did go wrong, and I, I wrote this article in 2017, I've said it probably 100 times, maybe 200 times on television over 2017, 2018, 2019, is... Um, Americans were led to expect, this is a very legalistic country, Americans were led to expect there would be criminal charges, that there would be a criminal case. And I spent three years warning that that's...
0: uh, So, like, I had I, I was working with a Republican talk show host at the time. He wanted to make a bet about whether the Mueller report would reveal collusion between Trump and Russia and I said well I'm not going to take that bet because there's going to be like there's going to be rig- wiggle room with the document they're not going to come right out and say he committed any kind of a crime I knew it then I knew not to take the fucking bet and then Republicans are going to claim they won even though they're going to find all kinds of dirt on him which is exactly what happened
2: it's not going to be so you're not going to be they my first rodeo crimes here. It's a counterintelligence threat. It's a security threat. It's a loyalty threat. It is not illegal for an American businessman to do business with shady Russian characters. It's not illegal for him maybe to owe them money. It's not illegal for him to hope for a giant payday if he does what they want. None of those things are crimes. And it's not not a crime to talk to other people about it. It doesn't become a conspiracy because you bring other people into it. Um, And that what we needed...
0: Now, now, now... What is a crime is sex trafficking and sleeping with underage girls, which apparently Trump might have done. I certainly remember Trump. Lolita Express pilot says he remembers Donald flying with Epstein on his private jet during testimony at Ghislaine Maxwell's sex trafficking trial. Larry Vizoski? Jeffrey Epstein's chief pilot for more than 25 years said Trump was among passengers. He was testifying at the sex trafficking trial of Ghislaine Maxwell in New York City on Tuesday. He also described having Prince Andrew, Kevin Spacey, and Bill Clinton on board the private jet. Trump and Epstein were friendly in the early 2000s and late 1990s when they were both playboys. Unsealed flight logs previously revealed uh, revealed that Trump flew on the jet from Palm Beach to Newark in 1997. Trump is said to have distanced himself from him after he hit on a young girl at Mar-a-Lago in Palm Beach. Doubt. He. No, there is no. There is no chance in hell. There is no chance in hell that Trump distanced himself. From Epstein because he hit on No, he hurt Trump's feelings somehow. He insulted him. He bruised his fucking ego and some press person somewhere, somebody in the White House. I don't know when when they took the official position that it was because he hit on a young girl. They've they've concocted that story. Because Trump is literally on fucking video saying, this is my friend Jeffrey Epstein. He likes young girls the way I like young girls. So, not buying it. Trump was among those who fueled conspiracy theories when Epstein died in prison in 2019. He said, was it suicide? Was he killed? And went on to say he wished Ghislaine Maxwell well. At her trial. And if, if like, and as I've said to many of the hard right wingers that love to bring up the Epstein didn't kill himself thing, fucking, if, 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 like, if, if, if someone had a hand in killing him, the man with the motive and the power at the time to make that happen was Donald J. Trump. So put that in your pipe and smoke it. Kevin Spacey was a sleazy individual. The pilot had been asked by prosecutors to describe his experience and he listed the famous pastors he'd flown, saying, I certainly remember President Trump, but not many people associated with him. The added that he was asked to clean up after Clinton's flight, but did not elaborate and insisted that he never saw any sexual activity on the plane. There is Trump on the flight log. There's Trump with his arm around his buddy. That's a picture of the pilot testified today. Apparently, this is the Boeing 727, dubbed the Lolita Express. Misaki uh, spent most of his testimony on Tuesday talking about the girls Epstein brought on the plane... Mr. Epstein brought her to the cockpit. She had piercing power blue eyes. Vysoski said of one of the alleged victims on Tuesday morning. Maxwell's attorney, Christian Everdell, asked, and beyond the striking blue eyes, you have said she had large breasts, right? Vysoski answered that she was a mature woman. When asked if he remembers Virginia Roberts, Visovsky replied, Yes, a shorter, a shorter woman with dirty blonde hair. She didn't look young. I mean, whatever you decipher is the definition of young. But she was a woman in my category, he added. Maxwell entered the Manhattan courtroom on Tuesday morning wearing a cream sweater. We're reading from the Daily Mail, so it's very tabloidish. A cream sweater, black slacks, and looked on as Visovsky was questioned. He said Maxwell was the number two and that Epstein was the big number one when asked about their relationship. When asked how many other assistants Epstein had in addition to Maxwell, he replied that there were many identifying Maxwell's own assistants. Here is a drawing from inside the courtroom. He specifically named Sarah Kellen, who had been accused of playing a pivotal role in Epstein's empire, procuring girls, coaching them, and acting as a lieutenant to Maxwell. Zosky was also asked to identify parts of Epstein's 10,000-acre Zorro Ranch in New Mexico, where airplanes were parked. He said he would often go to the main residence to pick up luggage and help install electronics. Vesosky said he performed similar tasks on Epstein's private Caribbean island, Little St. James, and would also fly the helicopter to the island from nearby St. Thomas. He added that the island could also be reached by boat. Vesosky first took the stand Monday following opening statements. Asked what he had made of Epstein's relationship to Ghislaine Maxwell, he said it was more personal than business, but added, I wouldn't characterize it as Romantic. Well, on to the other high-profile trial going on right now. Getting ready to have a third start. There's the trial of what Kim Porter, was that her name, in Wisconsin. Jury selection has begun in that case. She's the one that shot the kid, said she was reaching for her taser, and accidentally... Grabbed her gun is her defense. This is the body camera footage from the Jesse Smollett incident. This has been released. Is, I got it from uh, the Daily Mail or Ben Shapiro. Jesse Smollett claims to be a victim of now infamous "Quote unquote hate crime," Ben Shapiro says. Let's see what the body cam footage makes, looks it makes
2: like. This it's, it's a kind of makeshift booth. What you call the thing? A news surround? Sorry, you know. And that's what bothered me. The cut thing doesn't bother me at all. If that makes any sense?
0: Okay, that they they've added music to it for some reason. We're not just watching the raw body camera. Did
6: you see this? No, I didn't.
0: Oh, it is edited? Oh, apparently they'd already released the body camera footage. This was just Daily Wire posting it again. I honestly don't care, but I also think the cops fucked with him somehow. I'm not sure exactly what happened here. I'm intrigued with this this case, but like... The FBI came down on the Chicago Police Department. And said there was something funky going on. And believe me, I believe something funky going on in the police department. This is a really nice apartment building. I don't understand what would motivate somebody to do this kind of shit. It makes
2: me emotional. they put a makeshift, what do you call the thing? A noose around it. Sorry, you
0: know. Especially like I, 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 thought it happened longer ago than 2019, but the body camera says January 29th, 2019. And this isn't even updated with the with the any information about the trial. This is an old video they produced, and they were recycling just because it's in the news. Right-wing media is so fucking shit. Just
2: visiting. You know, he lives along.
0: Not even fresh content. He should
2: report this, that's all.
4: That makes sense?
0: Have any weapons on you copper?
6: have it is
4: It's
0: kinda weird that like you would still have it around his neck.
7: turn it off? Yeah. Yep.
0: You're
8: giving us
7: permission to set it up.
0: Wait, what? They turned off their body cams? Well now I'm gonna have to look into this even more. That's that's weird. Why would they turn off their body cams? Fucking Matt Walsh that stupid fucking face he's got a new book it's a children's book apparently is to combat the trans agenda he was on tucker carlson promoting it here here we go fucking you part of the sweet baby gang you gonna buy matt walsh's kids book
8: young boy says that he's a girl doesn't mean that he actually is a girl see the point here is that is that biology is not uh, malleable uh, it's not relative oh. it's an objective reality
0: that is that is not what biologists say and allow me allow me to inform you that Matt Walsh is no biologist Hugger Carlson also no biologist now this is fresh content he was on with tucker last night
6: one of our favorite guests he's host the matt walsh show honestly you think of him as a political guy and yet
0: matt walsh is out with a new children's book the book is called johnny the walrus and he's got fucking banjo albums if you're so inclined maybe
6: there's more to it
0: matt walsh joins us take it away sweet baby
6: Matt, congrats on branching out what is this book
8: uh, well, this is Johnny the Walrus. I have embraced my true calling as a, as a children's author, hence the cardigan. And this is a very real book. It's on sale at, uh, at johnnythewalrus.com right now. It's all about... I,
0: I wish you people could feel embarrassment. I really do. ...a child who's, you know, very
8: imaginative. He likes to pretend to be different things. And one day he pretends to be a walrus. And he's got spoons in his mouth like tusks and, and socks on his hands like fins. And unfortunately, his mother is... Uh, is very progressive and thus confused. And so she's convinced by the internet and by society that if your child is is identifying as something, then he really is that thing. And so she tries to raise her child as a walrus, as a sort of trans walrus, respecting his self.
0: Sir, Kevin Smith already wrote this movie. To
8: a doctor, and they talk about transitioning, a medical transition into a walrus, a gruesome procedure.
0: Sounds like a stupid fucking book, Matt Walsh. But throughout the the
8: story, she does eventually start to learn that just because your child is pretending to be something doesn't mean that he actually is that thing. Okay, so if you believe you're a walrus, that doesn't mean you actually are a walrus. That's
0: you believe you're in a tag helicopter, right? I believe you're a
8: walrus doesn't mean you're actually walrus, and uh, you know you might also draw other comparisons. Maybe like if a young boy says that he's a girl, doesn't mean that he actually is a girl. See, the point here is that is that biology is not uh, malleable. Uh, it's not relative. Oh. It's an objective reality. And so that's what we have to understand. Is and the, the children
0: when that's that's play not play correct at all, sir. People, but when we when we take that seriously, we end up fo- your fault binary is not an objective Johnny reality. Him, like
8: Johnny's mother does to him, unfortunately, and um, and it can lead to to terrible things.
0: Amazing.
6: I've actually read the book. I'll be, I'm going to be honest with our audience.
0: Ah, uh, it is totally Tucker Carlson's reading level
6: not surprisingly since you wrote it. Matt Walsh, I hope that is a runaway bestseller this Christmas because it is definitely deserves to be.
0: Oh my god, it's a it's a gra- it will make a great stocking stuffer for your kids. <laughs> Jesus. All right, it's been been kind of been kind of depressing. Let me hit you with some good news. Elon Musk says SpaceX is facing bankruptcy. There is no way to sugarcoat this. Things are getting dire at SpaceX, according to its CEO and founder, Elon Musk, at least. A leaked company wide email from Musk, first obtained by Space Explored and later confirmed by CNBC. The billionaire said that the lack of uh, progress towards the company's Raptor engines puts the company at a genuine risk of bankruptcy. The situation is so dire, Musk said in the email, that SpaceX will need to achieve a Starship launch rate of one flight every two weeks in the next year to stave off financial disaster. Unfortunately, the Raptor production crisis is much worse than it had seemed a few weeks ago, Musk said in an email sent over Thanksgiving weekend, as we have dug into the issues following the existing of prior senior management, the exiting of prior senior management, they have unfortunately turned out to be far more severe than was reported. There is no way to sugarcoat this. The senior management he's referring to is almost certainly SpaceX's former VP of Propulsion, Will Heltzley, who departed the company in November following the lack of development surrounding the Raptor. Musk, uh, Musk continued to make his frustrations loud and clear in the email, while also stressing the sensitivity of the situation. He even went as far as demanding his employees return to work despite it being a holiday weekend. Fuck! Fuck you, Elon Musk, you gigantic piece of shit. Unless you have critical family matters that cannot physically return to Hawthorne, we will need all hands on deck to recover from what is, quite frankly, a disaster, he wrote. Musk added that even though he had planned to take the weekend off, he would be on the Raptor line all night and through the weekend importance of these engines. to The company can't be overstated. They're slated to play an outsized role in SpaceX's goals in the next year, including powering the Starship rocket as well as its super heavy boosters, which it plans to use to reach the moon. Starship rockets are crucial to fly the next generation of Starlink satellites into orbit, which are going to be key to SpaceX's financial success. Oh God! Are the Starlink satellite? Is that the shit that's gonna put fucking advertisement in the fucking sky? God damn! I hope he bankrupts himself because that's that's where this is fucking. He's going to fucking sell advertising space in the sky. They're gonna sell joyrides to the lower stratosphere. They're gonna sell advertising space in the sky. It's a bunch of fucking bullshit. If, if there is some sort of deity out there listening, please, please let Elon Musk go bankrupt or SpaceX go bankrupt. Sounds no, no, fucking internet in the sky is going to use it to fucking sell billboards. sell wi-fi product yes that could totally happen all right i want to play you guys a little clip from i believe it's the Ta- the today show the today show uh a little al roker talking with someone from was oh, the twitch boss apparently he's my boss here on twitch on Giving Tuesday, dancer and host Stephen Twitch Boss joins today as... Oh, oh, Boss is his name. Oh, Twitch is his... Oh, it's not Twitch Boss. I was confused. Maybe I'm too high for this. Maybe I'm not high enough for this. I thought Twitch Boss was the was the moniker. I thought he might have been my boss here in the Twitch realm. But apparently, Twitch... Is his nickname... are happy to be joined by host and dancer
7: stefan Stephen Twitch Boss. Of course, you've seen him. On so you think can be- I
0: have seen him? I have not seen him. I've not seen him, sir.
7: Through the Salvation Army, helping to make the holidays brighter and merrier, merrier for folks in need. Twitch, good morning. Are they
0: really? Because that's I didn't want you to actually see Twitch Boss. I didn't. I didn't care about Twitch Boss. I just wanted to take this opportunity to say, "Fuck the Salvation Army." They are, in all intents and purposes, a for-profit organization that spends their money doing shit like sponsoring a segment on the goddamn Today Show. They can pay their CEO millions of dollars, discriminate against gay people, and advocate for like Christian etho nationalism. So fuck all the way off. As I've said so many times tonight on the show, you too, Salvation Army, fuck all the way off. Do not give money to the Salvation Army? Be nice to the bell ringer. They're, they're doing it out of the goodness of their own heart. They think they're doing a a good deed. Educate the bell ringer if you would like Of how evil Salvation Army is I encourage it Don't be mean to the bell ringer Here's a rabbit eating some lettuce That's a cute motherfucking rabbit. I believe that is the rabbit's breakfast. Coffee with Smudge is the account's name. Maybe Smudge is the name of the rabbit rabbit having his breakfast while the owner has, while this human has his coffee. That's not just cute. That's absolutely fucking adorable. I like rabbits. I like any furry animals. I like animals. Period. Specifically, furry ones. The 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 scaly ones kind of they they kind of creep me out. I ain't gonna fuck with them. They ain't gonna, if they don't fuck with me. Same thing with insects. If you guys don't fuck with me, I won't fuck with you. You stay out there in your habitat. Alright, if you're watching on Twitch, you are heading over to, uh, Polly people. Always trying to just fucking give me a heart attack. Looking all, all sexy. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back, it's alright to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I'm Justin Freegan, we will see you tomorrow night on the Troll Patrol. Live.